0: Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for radiolawtalk.com. With your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com.
1: Welcome to Hour Two. I'm your host, Frederick Penny, with Todd Cunan, Denise Dirks, and our producer, Cal Hunter. It is the 10th of February, 2024. Time is flying. Call us at 855. Get ready, Denise. Law Radio.
2: <laughs> That's 855 529
1: 7234. We're a great team, man. I tell you, we can we are the best team at doing that. That's What do you got you and Denise are good at uh, what? Lawyering? No, we know how to say a phone number together. Um we're going to have an interesting very interesting day today what we've discussed about. In fact, during the break, we had a Phenomenal discussion that we're going to get into uh, with everybody in a in a deeper way about the parent. So far, the 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 mother, and now we got a father going to trial that's found guilty of what her child has done uh, for involuntary manslaughter. We're going to get into that details, and the question is: Is this a slippery slope where parents are now may be criminally liable for their children's actions if they had. Knowledge or should have known what could have happened when when children do things that are stupid. So that's going to be a very interesting precedent in our country. Um, and Denise and I have talked about guns and whether you agree or disagree about guns. I'm going to, I talk about f- forget the gun issue that could be in an, any issue now. Wh- when or where and how are parents liable? And parents can be liable, just so you know. Right now, under the law, you know, a lot under civil action, right? You could sue a, a parent for something their kids did if, you know, and there's a number of steps. And by the way, it's, it's not easy, as easy as it sounds, but we're going to get into that. That's going to be really interesting. Talk about Kevin uh, Spacey. We already did that. We're going to talk about the water lawsuits. We're going to talk about a veteran that sues a hotel and tell you why. And this is very interesting. I've got so many good hotel stories, I just don't know if I could say them over the air. But this is a very interesting one. Let's look behind the scenes. Pull the curtain back. Look at uh, The Wizard of Oz and find out what's behind the curtain to find out what it's like being in, I'm going to say, a, a prison that is a lower security prison with Elizabeth Holmes. What the latest is there. We're going to talk about a Bo Jackson lawsuit. Those of you who don't know Bo Jackson, look him up. We're talking about one of the great running backs of all time in the NFL, uh, a superstar running back, uh, Bo Jackson, and his lawsuit. Very interesting there. Um, Remember, we're not talking uh, about anything other than general topics of law. Don't use us for anything other than, you know, use uh, whatever we say around the dinner table with your in-laws or someone that keeps saying they say. You can they say them and encounter it with a radio law talk says. But, you know, seek counsel. Uh, We're just talking about general topics of law. Just just, we don't want to hear anything about, well, they told me a radio law talk, so uh, I did it and I messed up. Um, <laughs> so we don't want to hear that stuff. How do you like that interpretation? I
2: liked it. <laughs>
1: and then uh, we're going to do this thing, thing called Case or No Case that everybody loves. And Cal Hunter tries to stump the panel. And sometimes I do. Yeah. Not often. Rocket! You guys are too smart.
0: All right, here we go. Here we go. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! Beverly Briggs lived in a small, quiet neighborhood in Colfax, California, and she loved it that way. And then Rodney Chamberlain moved in. Chamberlain was a nice enough guy and by all accounts a good neighbor, except for the fact that he had a side hustle of making wind chimes, which he hung on his porch and uh, kept Beverly Briggs up at night. When the wind blew in her mountain home in Colfax, California, chimes made a racket. Bev hated it because she's a light sleeper and she worked and the chimes awakened her frequently. So one day she baked a plate of cookies and went to the chamber's home and said, Hey, I want to know if you would mind removing or dampening the sound of these wind chimes. It disturbs my rest. Chamberlain said, Oh, sure, I will. But of course he lied. What's more, he added a second chime on the front porch and a third one on the back patio. He made them as a side hustle and was quite proud of them. After a few more visits and one by the police because the chimes violated the noise ordinance, Ms. Briggs called a lawyer and said, can I make this stop? Please make it stop. Fred, did she have a case? Or or did she have, I should say, a case
1: or no case? Well, here's the first question that's kind of the important part that'll that'll shift uh, everybody's opinion on this. What type of cookies did she make? Uh, chocolate chip, of course. Oh, well, then there, then that's clearly, you know, he should have taken them down. Immediately. Chip. <laughs> Immediately. Uh, I like some chocolate chip cookies every week. Uh, I just put up Winshine number 32. Oh, here's some chocolate chip cookies. Mm. All right, I'll take one out. All right, number 30. You'll be down to number 30 after you bring me chocolate chip next week. And then uh, go on. Yes, Colfax, California. I know where that is, by the way. I have been there. And I believe there could be the wind chime capital of the world, and uh, uh, I could see someone. It's it's very, um, it's a wonderful town, but it's uh, I'm going to say it's very. How do I say it nicely? It's it's a was, artsy community. I'm going to say yeah. country, yeah. but different. How's that? I was going to say a little yeah. bit different. It's good, That's and they're good people there, but yeah. it's just it's definitely a little eclectic. That's the word. It's eclectic. Good, and so how's a Great I, Lake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That does. That's mm-hmm. Rollins, is it? Is that yeah. Rollins? Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's a case, and the wind chime person loses because I don't know that Colfax has a noise ordinance, but um, Cal's hopefully Cal's not mad at the neighbors for having wind chimes, and this is what he <laughs> made up. So I'm going to say, case. The winner is the lady that has to listen to the wind chimes. Todd, what do you think? Oh. Does does Bev have a case? She
2: wins. Oh, yeah, so the, yeah. The lady wins. wins. Okay. okay.
0: Case or no case, Todd? And if so, who prevails? And what do you have? Well, I want to chime in on this one here. <laughs> Good um, one. That rings a bell. Okay. It, it go does. Ahead. It does. <laughs> He's uh, just you know.
2: blowing wind.
0: Hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, pull my finger. Uh, excuse so,
3: me. Anyway, oh, oh, come on. Line a match. Oh, uh, oh. It, it, interestingly, the very first jury trial that I ever did in my entire legal career. Was in Colfax, California. Really? In a courtroom, and I'm using that term loosely, that used to be a dentist office. Yes. It was converted <laughs>
0: to a courtroom. Surprised it wasn't the bar, but anyway.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, very, very small courthouse. But, um, you know, even if there was a noise ordinance, I, I guess the question that I have here is, how loud was it? How, how annoying was it? Look, you, you can't argue for noise ordinances. Oh, it's got to be absolutely quiet. So I'll say that it was a, it was a case. I'll go with the case. Right. But I'm going to say that the, that the guy wins. He doesn't have, it, it's just wind chimes. So he, he, uh,
0: he wins. Fair enough. Denise, what do you think about the matter of Bev Briggs and Rodney
2: Chamberlain? I think that you can file a lawsuit for the interruption of your use and peace of your home, right? So interference with your, the reasonable use and peace of your home. Um, and I do know that there are some wind chimes that are extremely annoying. They could be like hollowed out bamboo and make, you know, kind of a hollow noise. Or the clunking sound. Yeah, or, exactly. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, shells. You know, there's shells, wind chimes that are very noisy and stuff. So I'm going to say that I'm going to disagree with these guys just because I have to. You're just going to
1: say no case?
2: No case. I'm going to say no case, but it's a scenario. do Do it. Yeah, it's a scenario.
1: We'll be back after this. We're going to have some good wind chimes Uh, sounds for you as we start up, okay? (laughs) I couldn't find any
0: great ones. Oh, I've got good ones. Oh, good. All right, we'll use them. All right, this this is Radio Law Talk. Stay tuned for the answer to the case of the percussive wind chimes. That's after this on your local radio station and on RadioLawTalk.com. You found Radio Law Talk. commercials and the announcements aired on radio La talk contain the opinions of the sponsor the airing of said announcements on radio La talk does not constitute an endorsement the announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat diagnose or cure any disease these claims have not been evaluated by the fda
4: i've got to get my car washed this
2: dirt it just won't do the best thing about quick cut car wash is whenever you go through the smell in your car is always great and they have super fun lights and colors
0: but I don't have no time today, I don't know what I do.
2: Your car
4: smells good and it's clean at quick quick car wash.
3: And I know this place right down the road.
4: Quick, 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 quack, car, car, car wash. Quick, quack,
2: car wash. Get the quick, quack confidence. Uh-huh.
4: Hop inside, let's
1: take a ride and watch this better shine. Get the quick, quack
2: habit.
4: Take a car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like Quick Quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, quick,
5: quack, car wash. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive
1: that dirty car.
4: Uh Quick, quack, car,
1: walk. They're happy. What's your asshole? Well, come on.
0: Attention.
4: has ever offered call 800-501-2533 800-501-2533 one-stop tax relief has resolved thousands of cases since 2014 and saved clients millions of dollars call now for a free consultation get the irs off your back call 800-501-2533 800-501-2533 one-stop tax relief shop
5: If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-251-0427. 800-251-0427. 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427.
2: Every 40 seconds, a kid is reported missing. Find the Children provides educational material that teaches your kids how to recognize and avoid predators. Our recovery programs are very successful in bringing kids back home to their family. You can help protect our kids and bring the missing kids home safe by donating your unwanted car, truck, SUV, or van. Running or not, we guarantee you will receive the maximum tax deduction. We provide fast free pickup usually within 24 hours. Over 2,000 kids are reported missing every day. Call now to donate your vehicle. Donate now to bring these kids home safe.
1: Call 800 771 4877. 800 771 4877. 800 771 4877.
0: You see what happens when you try to be nice?
2: Good luck, cowboy. Are you serious?
0: This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. Hmm. Come on, when chimes play. There we go.
1: Okay, everyone, come on. Put your fingers and your hands. Ooh. Feel the it's breeze. It's so peaceful.
0: <laughs> Feel it.
1: <laughs> Cross your legs. Do the... Do the... Uh, what do you call that? Yoga. I call butterf- it yoga. Butterfly
0: position. Yoga. In the, in the, in
1: the... No. no. Downward Medi- dog. Meditation. No, that's not Zen. <laughs> that's a different thing, <laughs> Did I ever tell you the... <laughs> did I ever... You ever see the uh, Saturday Night Live where... Um, oh, it's not blue, hold on, one of the other guys is out there, they're doing yoga. (laughs) And it's not yoga because it's older. It was, what was the old fashioned thing where you dance while you're doing exercise? What do they call it? Um, Oh, just basic, basic aerobics. 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 Yeah. 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 And the, the guy's out there and he's, oh it's, it's not Belushi but it's one of the Belushi's guys I'll think about it and he's out there teaching him he's kind of a overweight guy and the girls are doing all this this is back you know 25-30 years ago it was all girls and they're dressed in, you know in the really tight everything and he's dancing and, and he's doing all these uh, making them and he's, he's uh, this makes me the zen and then they stop and do the zen and these girls are just thinking, oh, you're so awesome. <laughs> and then the guy walks in. He's all buff, goes, all right, we ready to get started? And he looks around. He goes over and grabs his garbage can on the roller starts rolling it away. It was the janitor. that I, th- I, th- I think that was John Lovett. John Lovett. Yes, yes it was. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is the funniest. <laughs> They're like, hey, the janitor. They would start chasing him. And beat him. OK. Sorry. I, <laughs> I digress. But that was hilarious. All right. So we were uh, back to the case or no case, weren't we, about yep. the wind chimes. And yep. Denise said she's going to go opposite of Todd Nine. And, and said it's not a case. I said it's a case, and the lady wins that didn't like the wind chimes. And Todd said it's a case, and the wind chime dude wins the case. And if this is a true story and lawsuits occurred... Maybe Radio Law Talk should buy a wind chime from this guy in Colfax, California, and bring it into the studio. Yeah, there were great big long ones, like five and six feet long, mm. you know, great big metal the wood, Then There's wooden yeah. ones, too. Oh, those. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah. grandma had one of those wooden ones that were, is uh, that bamboos? So they the yes. They're round. Oh, yeah. And, and they're, they're noisy. Oh, my gosh. But, but you know what? In the 70s, that was cool. Yeah, so that's a, why Cal has about forty of them hanging. That's from his right, house. and that's why I
0: say it is a true story and no case. Oh, yeah. Denise, good job, Denise. <laughs> Tell me what happened, Cal. So well, it's really it, happened. Yeah, huh? It's a true story. She complained about it, and Colfax does have a noise ordinance, and you know, but but you know, they worked it out. More cookies. Uh, okay, okay. Was,
1: Colfax, yeah. Yeah.
3: Colfax. I mean, if you, if uh, you think about that, it's like okay. So um, can, W- would you be able to prohibit all wind chimes based on a, no- a noise ordinance, and I, so so that nobody could hang any wind chimes? And I don't, I don't think you could do
0: that, right? No. And John Fogarty wrote a song about it. Can you okay. stop the rain? Can you stop the wind? You yeah. know, I mean, it just is there. Right? But but in enforcing a law like that against wind chimes, okay, if, if you can't
3: if you can't preclude all wind chimes and one is okay, then is two okay? And and where's the line here? Is three okay? How many wind chimes do, it's like, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? How many wind chimes does it take to where it becomes a violation of the noise noise ordinance? I suppose it would be, you'd have to sit in the other person's yard with the decibel meter to see if it reached a certain amount.
2: It's when you disturb someone's peace. That's when it becomes. Yeah, but it a depends.
3: That's that's, that's 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 relative. Too, that's too subjective. What if somebody's mm. out there says, "I hate wind chimes. One wind chime disturbs my peace. Could I keep my neighbor from hanging a single wind chime if, for some reason, yes. I just
1: hated wind chimes?" Yes, we should. We should be the wind chime hater people.
3: Yes. <laughs> you know, I w- w- hey, but sometimes mm. wind chimes matter. I, I
1: can't know. find the wind chime person in Colfax, California. <laughs> Doggone it. I'm going to find the Windchime, Windchime Nursery in Colfax. I don't know. North Carolina. Colfax. By the
0: way, Colfax, uh, in case you're wondering, is the place where my wife and I honeymooned 52 years ago. Uh-oh.
1: Oh. Yeah, that's that's a, super sweet. I th- like Colfax. In a
0: Colfax. tent? In, a tent? Really cool. in, in the days, they had covered wagons, Fred, but the yeah, oh. tents were not quite there yet. But They, they, they were at the Windchime Hotel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Colfax at the Rollins Lake on the weekends in the summer, you usually have concerts and they're free.
0: And it's a beautiful community. Yes, I really like Colfax. Yes, nice place.
1: Well, the downtown is really cool. Yes, very quaint. I um, mean, yeah, it's super cool. So. All right. I tried to get some wind chimes from uh, Colfax, but I can't find them. I don't Ooh, know. What darn it. No, I don't know. Well, that's case or no case. Cal, what's next hour? Next hour, a matter of a
0: woman who said, you cannot take away my homeowner's insurance on my old house. That's
1: age discrimination. Coming up Ooh, next hour on case or no
0: case. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, we got some good ones. Well, I broke my streak. Uh, water. So, okay. First of all, Raise your hand out there. I want you to just go ahead and do it. I don't care if you're in the store listening to us driving your car. Raise your hand if you used to drink from a hose and would have said to yourself, you know, so many years ago, I'm spending money for water. In a bottle, Mm -hmm. I would have thought that was the craziest idea. I would have laughed you out of the freaking... And by the way, a lot of water, bottled water, is more expensive than a soda or a beer. I I see my kids, my young kids in that generation, what they spend on some of these, these specialty waters, these really fancy ones, I'm like, that's water. They probably filled it up with a hose.
3: Have you ever looked into what it takes... To make a gallon of gasoline, I mean they take the they take the crude oil. They, they buy these barrels of crude oil. They take it to the refinery. Essentially, what happens at the refinery is they start boiling crude oil, and at different temperatures, different substances boil off, and then they collect those. And that's how you get the different types of oil. And it's a very intense process. And yet, when I go to my Walmart. Sometimes a gallon of water costs more than a gallon of gas that has I to go know. through all of that stuff to make, I and know. the gallon of water that I could get at my tap
1: costs more. It's just my. I'm going to talk. We're going to talk about this water lawsuit. Then I'm going to talk to you. Speaking of gas, right? <laughs> gas and water. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you about the water I grew up on when we come back. You are listening to Radio Law Talk on many great radio stations
0: across America, and we thank every one of them, and also on RadioLawTalk.com, and you can listen to all of our shows anytime. We put them all up there so you can listen at your convenience on RadioLawTalk.com. We'll be back. Commercials center the announcements aired on radio law talk contain the opinions of the sponsor the airing of said announcements on radio law talk does not constitute an endorsement the announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat diagnose or cure any disease these claims have not been evaluated by the fda
4: i've got to get my car washed this dirt it
0: just won't do
2: the best thing about quick cut car wash is whenever you go through the smell in your car is always great and they have super fun lights and colors
0: but I don't have no time today.
3: I
5: don't
0: know what I do.
2: Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Quack Car Wash.
3: And I know this place right down the road. Quick Quack Quack car, car,
4: car Wash. Quick Quack
2: Car Wash.
0: 800-738-0170 800-738-0170 800-738-0170 800-738-0170
5: That's 800-918-1376. All
0: right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo. But first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? Right
2: then. Well, uh, Denise, you go ahead. Non uti consilius me oriere por purpurium juris Latin, that's a nice touch. Thank you, Denise. Next time we'll try it in English, if that's okay. Fred, how
1: about you? Cal, I don't want to read all this. Can't we just tell the people that we're discussing general legal issues and they should hire their own attorney instead of relying on what we have to say here.
0: Well, we could, I guess. Uh, uh, let's, let's have Todd do it. Do it.
3: Me? Read disclaimers.
4: This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org.
0: What the heck is that thing? What? No, 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 no. I can explain what happened. I just made a joke.
5: Stop whining.
0: Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny.
1: All right, we're talking about Real Water, based out of Nevada, a company called Real Water. We were going to talk to you about water and cost, and you know, I grew up in a small farm town, kind of a, a six hundred, I think five or fifty population when we first moved there, and I I will never forget drilling a well. The old well driller comes in, drills this deep well. And we hit a natural spring. And our neighbors hit a spring. We hit a spring. It was like the same underground river that was going through this area where this farmland was and this ranch land. And it was, those of you who know a little bit about that, it was about our neighbor had 75 or 85 gallons per minute. That is massive amounts of water. Uh, that's In one minute, how many gallons comes out is 75 yeah, that is a, That's a massive amount of water. And I think we were 48, 50 gallons, about 48 gallons uh, per hour of water. And the water was the best water I've ever tasted in my life. To this day, I still have not had better water of that fresh, natural underground spring water. And it was cold. All the time cold. Now, who knows what was in the hose that we're drinking out of? (laughs) And who knows uh, the ditch water that us boys would drink out of when we're riding down the ditches in our little inner tubes for the, you know, the ditches that carried the water for the, you know, the irrigation for the farms and the ranches and stuff. But that water was so fresh and cold. And maybe mentally it's the memory right mm-hmm. the memory of growing up in a small town and having wonderful life and having that memory of that fresh water i can't you can't i can't get enough you can, i can't pay for enough water or these expensive waters to do this but
2: you know, you know what my memory is what uh, it's hot outside, and you just need water really bad, so you turn on the hose, and you put your mouth on it, and you burn the heck out of your belt because you don't oh. let the water yeah. run, go so out of it, that, right? That's right, because
1: it's heated up. Yes. yes. Well, well, the other interesting thing is it tastes gross if you don't let it run because it's yes. sitting in the rubber hose. That in the 70s, it was full of chemicals probably, <laughs> and it's got that weird rubber hose taste. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. No, you let it run for a while, and... Mm, all right, what happened, Denise, with this water company? So this, Okay, we're talking about this water, the real water, well, or, or Todd, Denise, whatever.
2: Well, they, uh, had, they put stuff in it, uh, a, a chemical in this water, right. which was not necessary to be put into the water. And many people got sick, and there were deaths as a result of it.
3: It's alkaline well, water, right? Yeah, I just, just want to... This is probably a hyper technical clarification. Oh. Hyper technical. But the water was tainted with this stuff, whether or not they affirmatively put it in there. I don't know if they I don't know if they put it in. But it, but was, it was tainted, tainted with. with this stuff and one of the co-defendants was uh is that was uh, I believe found liable. They they were the ones that were supposed to be testing it to make sure it didn't have a any toxicity and in, in all that. Hydrazine. And yeah. those tests failed. And, and so essentially, because everybody failed to make sure that it was good water, water was marketed with hydrazine, which is part of used in rocket fuel. And, you know. Uh, caused, yeah,
2: and it caused yeah. liver and kidney. Right. Failure, yeah. right? Of
1: kids, too. Oh,
2: my gosh. But I, I hence, can't even imagine. Drink
1: out of the hose where I grew up, man. I'm I'm still a hose drinker. I'm sorry. But uh, I do drink bottled water. There's no doubt I do that. But, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Todd. Stop laughing. But anyway, there's also some people that died from this. That's right. right. That's Actually, right. people not just, you know, kidney and liver issues. or But um, so what happens is a lawsuit uh, comes forth. And uh, there was a number of people who brought these lawsuits. And what was the verdict? Well, uh, wasn't it
3: 28.5? It was uh, $28.5 million in compensatory damages. Right. And punitive? $200, 200 million. So 228 5 total. Oh, uh,
2: wow. Million, huh? Yes. Wow. Two hundred dollars. Where does
0: that money come from when water's like a buck a bottle? I'm yeah. confused. Oh, I'm
1: you're like, not. No, dude, you're not. You're buying buck a bottle water, <laughs> Cal. Oh, oh we're the real world. Okay, sorry. Cal, there's some <laughs> okay, of it. It's three like, bucks a bottle. I've seen three bucks a bottle water. And it's like I just, I'm, I just can't. I'm going back to my house. I know who owns it. They bought the house. I should have bought it. And I'm going to go there and just take that water. And we could have bottled that water and make money, but. Um, no, I'm not going to do that because you might find <laughs> – who knows? It might have been arsenic. People always say, God, Fred, why are you so healthy? Because I'm not perfectly healthy, but I, I'm generally pretty healthy. And I said it's the water. <laughs> it's like uh, you didn't get COVID, Fred, at least that I know of I didn't get COVID. It's the bottled water <laughs> that I grew up – I mean, no, not bottled, the, the water where I grew up, that thing solidified my body. I don't know what happened there. But anyway, let's, let's just move on from real water – uh, to disabled veteran is filing a lawsuit against a hotel. In, in Indigo, which is, uh, which is Texas, right? Waco, Texas area. There's a individual, a husband and wife, and he is a veteran, are in the hotel room. And I wish we could tell hotel room stories of what you hear in the rooms next to you or around you. Sometimes it is very entertaining, sometimes not, and all of a sudden in the middle of the night, they're screaming and yelling in the hotel room right next to the bed of uh, you know this uh, couple. He's a, he's a veteran, and it got louder and louder, and it got to the point where it was getting so bad, not as a, hey, this is a nuisance, and he called... Security. I mean, it wasn't security? There was no security at the hotel. He called the hotel front desk. Said there's a problem here. Nothing happened, and then he st- he started to hear the threats um, of obviously a woman or women. And apparently, there's an individual in there. One guy, his last name Searless, and three women. So three women in the room with one guy. I'm not going to go there, but I'm wondering what's going on with three women and one guy. And he threatened, <laughs> and Todd's like... Mm. I, I have no idea. It's like, uh, Todd's like, ooh, how that... Uh, uh, maybe they're having a convention going on.
3: Well, it was a loud convention. Maybe it was a meeting to talk about upcoming roles in a movie. That happens
1: in hotel rooms all the time.
2: What, what, was, <laughs> the, what was the threat?
1: Well, so he's he, he could hear, uh, and the wife could hear he was threatening these women i don't know the exactly but threatening them and yelling at them and they were kind of crying out for help basically so you, I, you know i got to be careful here <laughs> so you got to be careful of knocking on the door <laughs>
3: And and
1: I've got stories about that one too. I've got I do too. I've got some great stories. Are you guys okay in there? Yeah, we're fine. I can tell stories about that of friends knocking on friends' rooms. Hey but but it was really I had
2: a roommate once that said you're killing me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought someone was. (laughs) So he goes in the door and it really what this guy was threatening to Seriously hurt these these women. And so he tried to defuse the situation. And he's a he's a veteran, and apparently he he is a Texas. He had a gun. He brought it with him to protect himself. And apparently he tried three separate times to defuse the situation. No police showed up. No security showed up. No manager showed up to take care of the situation. He was left to himself to deal with this. And apparently this guy, Searless, Got really belligerent to the point where he attacked um, this veteran that was next door, trying to help and save these young women. Which, by the way, this guy has been found, and people said he's a hero, save these women's lives, and um, literally start choking him and threw him against the wall and, and, and attacked him. And and uh, this individual man shot and killed this guy that was trying to grab his gun from him that was that he that he had, and so. He is now suing the hotel for injuries, pain and suffering, and mental anguish for what he went through, which rightfully so, good for him, because they didn't have security. They didn't have, even if they didn't have security, where's the manager? Where's the where's the associates coming up to help him? He was all by himself dealing with this, and no one would help him. So uh, the lawsuit uh, was filed, and we're going to see how that goes. His argument is no hotel security. The police were supposedly on their way. He was stuck fending for himself. Um, and he said, you know, look, I had to help. I w- if I didn't have to help, I wouldn't need to bring my firearm. But th- there was these ladies were going to be killed by this guy unless he came in and helped. So we're going to follow this lawsuit. Hey, congratulations to that wonderful guy that st- stepped out of his way to try to help uh, three women in need. So, yeah, it is kind of interesting what was going on there. We'll be back after this. Todd's going to think about it.
0: You're listening to Radio Law Talk, and we appreciate your doing so on many radio stations across America and also at radiolawtalk.com. And we'll take a break and come right back. There's much more of the show straight ahead, so stay tuned. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. I'm going to quick
3: quack car wash, get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty, shiny, sexy, just because I want to, don't drive dirty, going to get my car suds in the quick quack car wash it's the quick quack quickest and the cleanest by far we're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car Watch a hundred feet of cloth washing your car at the quick quack car wash any honda mazda ford or chevy Sober, cadillac quick quack will spruce her up just like that you'll be happy looking snappy you'll be glad you was at the quick quack car wash it on the web and go to don't and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area Get in your car, get in your truck, get on the road
5: come visit the duck at
0: the Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick
4: Quack Car Wash. Learn
3: how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home, guaranteed fixed or replaced, with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back.
5: Call now, 800-238-9182. 800-238-9182. 800-238-9182. Again, that's 800-238-9182.
1: That gentleman is a standard issue neuralizer, but you're not going to remember that.
0: And now, what I'm about to say probably will stir up a lot of conversation around. You're listening to Radio Law Talk, and
1: now back to the show. Mm-hmm. We're back to Radio Law Talk, where the subliminal messages are just inappropriate, but we go on. <sighs> This is what we're going to talk about for a a little bit. And this one is the controversial case of uh, Jennifer Crumley, whose son uh, basically murdered four uh, students at his high school. Now, I'm going to give you a very brief overview of what happened. Apparently, they had bought him a Glock, and the issue was the dad buy it for him and mom, and he had been having some... I'm going to say some mental issue, breakdowns, whatever you want to call it. And apparently he went to school. He had the Glock in his backpack. And the facts are that he had driv- he had drawn, uh, drawn pictures of the shooting, the gun, and et cetera, et cetera, and, and was having issues with, um, uh, you know, I'm gonna. I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe you guys will remember the details of what was on the picture. Cal, do you remember what was on the picture? Or uh, was it a, I, I, I don't remember that. I, I know it was of a gun or him it, shooting someone. Do you remember?
3: It was. Cal? It was a picture. It was on a, a math assignment. And it was a picture yeah. of a gun pointed down that. The evidence, the argue from the prosecution was the gun looked very similar to the one that had just been purchased for him. And then it had the words, uh, something effective, make the hurting stop. This won't make hurting stop. It, yeah. And that
1: was and that was it. So they call the parents in yeah. the same day and they say, Hey, we got some issues with your son and and basically you need to take him home or whatever and and so they don't do anything about it and they go home and then he shoots four kills four kids. And does he? I think he wounds some others. Um, By the way, he's been he's he's serving life in prison. He was 17 at the time, I think. Uh, Maybe not. I don't remember his age. Um, Anyway, um, the issue is: Are the parents going to be held liable, criminally liable, for the acts of that child shooting these four individuals? And in a precedent, very rare case, uh, they're being charged in connection with that with uh, involuntary manslaughter. Well, they were uh, the the wife and the husband have been what's called bifurcated, or two separate trials, and the wife has been found guilty. By the way, some of the arguments by the the uh, prosecution was she was she was more worried about having affairs. Apparently, she was having affairs with multiple men than you know taking care of her child. And I'm saying, well, that's a not a good parent. But does that make them in, uh, you know liable of involuntary manslaughter of? Of uh, them, kill, their child killing four people. Well, the, the 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 jury jury deliberated eleven hours and came back with a verdict of guilty with four counts of involuntary manslaughter for each of the individual uh, kids that were killed. The question is: Does this open the door? Uh, is this a, what do we call a slippery slope for parents being liable? For the actions of their children. Now, Denise and I have talked about this for quite some time, back and forth. And this is what I said. And, and Denise is pretty passionate about this. She's talking about guns and you know the issue of of a parent, you know, giving the gun to the the kid and the kid. The parents should have known or knew of his propensities to be off. Being, I'm going to say the word off, you know, and they still allowed this to happen. Uh, maybe they should be liable, but let's not talk about the guns. What about other things? If the kids got marijuana or did something and drove a car and killed someone or did something stupid afterwards, yes, they could be civilly liable held, but are they going to be criminally li- held criminally liable? And that's the question about the slippery slope. So Denise and Todd, I want you to go ahead and, and throw uh, your two cents worth in, in here. But Todd first, I'll go to, go to Todd first, then to Denise. Todd, and the reason I'm doing this is Todd, the former criminal uh, lawyer, he's a former prosecutor for the DA's office and public defender, and he was a prosecutor in Tennessee and in California, and a a former public defender in California, has a a take on the issue of involuntary manslaughter, what it means in Michigan, and whether or not this was really considered involuntary manslaughter.
3: Yes. You know, so involuntary manslaughter generally speaking involves cases where somebody does an affirmative act and results in the death of another and then you're looking at whether or not they were negligent grossly negligent when they performed that act or if it was one of those where they, they should have known that it was uh that somebody else would be killed as a result of the act that they performed for example uh well if you, if, you, if you throw a bowling ball off the uh, second balcony of a, uh, in, a, in an arena in the middle of a football game and it's a packed house, you're not intending necessarily to kill somebody. You're playing around, though, and you throw the bowling ball. You know it's going to land on somebody and hit them and, and probably kill them because bowling balls are heavy. You didn't intend to kill somebody, but you did do an act that was just so grossly negligent that it resulted in the death. That's an example that I can remember from law school. Another way is if somebody has a duty to perform an act. And in this case here, what the prosecution alleged, they kind of did a mix and match. They were alleging gross negligence at the same time they were alleging that the parent had a duty to perform an act. And specifically the duty is, the theory of the case wasn't that they were negligent in buying the kid a gun their focus was on what the parents actions were on the date of the killing and the argument from the prosecution is that when the parents showed up to school because a math teacher found that picture on a math assignment of a gun even though it didn't say anything in the picture that i'm going to kill somebody just said make the hurting stop had a picture of a gun that the parents at that time specifically the mom at that time had a legal duty to remove her son from that school, and she didn't do it. So one, she didn't perform her legal duty of removing the son from the school, and two, that she knew or should have known that the failure to do that act was likely to result in the death of another person. Personally, not just this is just me, but I don't think that the facts of this case supported that conviction based upon those jury instructions. I, I just don't, because... At, if you look at what the parents knew at the time, they knew that they have a gun, but they didn't know that a gun was there. I disagree that maybe even that the parents even have a duty at that point in time, as it's de- defined as a, in a manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter. My, my fear in this case, I, I don't know that it's precedent-setting because it's a lower court case, but if this gets appealed, this is where it becomes precedent-setting. If, if she appeals this conviction... She will. And then this appeal is upheld... For reasons set forth by the appellate court, now it starts to have precedential value to it, right? That, yeah. that, that's one, and so that's concerning. But the defense made a statement at the beginning of the case in their opening statements where they said, look, this is a prosecution because they allege the prosecution, the government just thinks something needs to be done. Somebody needs to be held accountable for this other than him. And so they've tried to pigeonhole this into involuntary manslaughter. And to a certain extent, I agree with that argument. I think that this was uh, gross negligence as part of the children. It was child neglect as a part of parents. I just don't think it's involuntary manslaughter. And my f- my thinking is if a court looks at this, they're going to say, yeah, the elements don't support the crime. But, well, and you,
1: and I, I, before, before I get to you really quick, so you're saying that – and I want to get to you, Denise – you're saying that – it shouldn't have been an involuntary manslaughter, but a child neglect case. Child neglect case, absolutely. Go ahead, Denise.
2: Well, I agree with that scenario, but I don't agree fully. And that's because gross negligence in this case, um, the foreman said it was because the mother had the last, she was the last adult to touch the gun. So that gun was not safely put away. That's the gross Mm. negligence. And that's what convinced the jury that she was the person that had the last act that could have, you know, stopped it. And then when she went into the school, um, the school told her, you know, your son is obviously having some mental problems because he's crying out for help, that she then had a duty to either take her son out or to go check him or do something about the gun. Maybe go home and make sure the gun was safely put away.
3: I'll say this because I know we're coming up on a break. If that is what the juror found, and if an appellate court could hear that that was the reason why, this conviction should absolutely be overturned.
1: We're going to return and talk about it next hour. I just want to drag this out a little bit. It's important. We'll see you next hour.
0: Mm -hmm. Major cases that can affect your life. That's what we talk about on Radio Law Talk. And there's much more coming up at six minutes after the next hour, right here on many great local radio stations and always free at radiolawtalk.com. We'll be back. You have been listening to radiolawtalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk, Incorporated.